Bo Show. Here in the United States, many of us fight for equality, but one man wants something else. Something many of us in the gay community take for granted. He just wants to be seen. Rob Smith has quite the resume. He's a writer, lecturer, openly gay U.S. Army and Iraq War veteran, and he's also a contributing author of the upcoming For Colored Boys, a collection of stories for gay men of color. So, Rob, thanks for coming on the show today. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. I want to say you recently wrote an article which appeared on CNN.com, which was really insightful to me and really had me stop and think about how skin color really could possibly have an effect in the LGBT community. So what do you think the bigger differences are between being black and white in the gay community? You know, for me, the biggest difference I feel is that when you are a white male in the gay community, you can pretty much, every image that's tailored to gay people is tailored to you, whether it be advertisements, whether it be the photographs on the cover of our magazines, whether it be the writers on the blogs, whether it be the television characters that we see on the, you know, scripted and unscripted shows, all of these people pretty much reflect uh, a wide realm uh, of who you are. Uh, People that are either female or people of color in the LGBT community or even those who are bisexual and transgender, we have to fight a little bit harder and search a little bit further to uh, see images that represent us. What have you noticed about advertisements that actually have black models in them? Yeah, I have this little game that I play with myself sometimes that um, I, you know, I read one of our magazines, you know, I don't shout out, but you know, there are obviously only a few, so you know, you can pretty much take your guess as to what I'm talking about, but I can actually read through the magazine and I'll see exactly what advertisements are in there, and I can bet that nine times out of ten, if I see a black person, it'll be in an advertisement for HIV medications. I related to your article, I don't see myself in the magazines, and, and it's because I'm skinny. And all the guys that you see on the magazines are these muscular 40-year-old white men. And you know what? The funny thing about you mentioning that is uh, a lot of the feedback that I got back from when I did the article, I was actually really surprised that, you know, I got a lot of emails from people that said, you know, I'm a little bit older, I feel invisible too, or I may be overweight, I feel invisible too, or, you know, I'm really young, why is everybody in their 30s and 40s, or I don't really make a lot of money, why are the images always people on the Riviera or vacationing in Miami or on the Atlantis cruise or something like that? So I think it really struck a nerve not only in talking about, you know, racial issues in the gay community, but also just talking about invisibility in general. And I was really surprised at how many people wanted to reach out to me and talk about how invisible they felt. Rob, I'm curious about something. Does this come from within the gay community or from outside the gay community? Who's perpetuating this myth of what we look like? Well, the thing about it is, is that the people that have control of our images in our community are of us. You know, these are the people that are writing the blogs. These are the people that are running the, the gay websites. These are the people that are the editors of the magazine, the fashion directors, the photographers, and everything. These are us. These are images of us that are not coming from mostly straight America. So, Rob, this is Michael. I know the African-American community isn't necessarily open-armed to the gay community. To get a little personal, how did your family react when you came out, especially now that you're so outspoken about it? I want to give the black community a little bit more credit than we do sometimes. I feel like sometimes we, as black people, are painted with a very broad brush. You know, if you see um, a white person that's a homophobe, that person is just a homophobe. But if you see a black person that's a homophobe, it kind of paints a brush on the entire community. So I kind of try to avoid doing that. Although I will say, you know, playing both sides, that this is a community that definitely has 
much, 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 much more work that needs to be done in terms of being accepting, you know, towards their LGBT brothers and sisters. Uh, as far as when I came out, it was definitely a very long process. When I do, you know, some of my lectures sometimes, I, I like to tell a story about when I first came out to my mother, uh, the first thing she told me was that, you know, this is wrong, this is not what God intended, you should not tell anybody, and pretty much hung up the phone on me. I came out to her inadvertently over the phone. Now, that was a process that went over about seven years. She finally kind of came to terms with it, you know, with the help of Oprah, with the help of society pretty much moving forward. She came to terms with it, and we actually have a very good relationship right now, but it wasn't something that was just immediate. And when I talk to a lot of the LGBT youth at the colleges that I speak at, I, a lot of them come up to me and ask me about coming out and, and how do they do it. And the main thing that I say is, number one, don't do it during a holiday. Um, number two, find a private moment to do it. And number three, don't expect immediate acceptance because it may not come immediately. Right. Realize that your parents are human. Realize that we live in a very heteronormative society. And realize that it may take them some time to come back around. But if they do love you, they will eventually come back around. I mean, I've talked to friends who are coming out to their family. And one of the things that I've told them as well is we as gay people have lived with it our entire lives and have had a chance to process it. So you have to allow your parents the appropriate amount of time for them to process it. Absolutely. How is it today for you? Have you taken anyone home? I just think it's phenomenal for someone who, as you said, it took seven years for your mom to kind of come around. Now you're so outspoken. That must be so interesting for them. Yeah, it is. You know, I've uh, I've never taken a, a boyfriend home. I've never, to tell you the truth, I've never seen anybody where it was so serious. I felt the need to, to introduce them uh, to my family. So that, you know, particular bridge I haven't crossed yet. But as far as uh, how open my family is to me, um, a lot of people don't know this. I actually came out to, my mom and my dad already know, uh, I was actually on a reality show in um, the summer of 2008 that was actually called I Want to Work for Diddy. That was actually on VH1. I remember oh. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, that was, so I did that, and that was my way of, you know, everybody that was close to me and family already knew, but that was kind of my way of kind of coming out to the world, and that's when all Literally. of my extended family found out. Oh, wow. And what was the reaction? And the reaction was fine. I mean, the reaction was, I am from Ohio. I'm not going to say that I get back to Ohio a lot. Uh, but when I go back, everybody knows that I'm gay. Everybody knows that I date men. It's just not a big deal. Rob, but is that because you're successful or is that because you're Rob and that's your family? I don't know. You know, that's a really good question. It could be, it could be both. I mean, I, I, like I said, I come from a small town in Ohio. I'm the first person in my entire family to graduate from college, to write for CNN, to write for Huffington Post, to write for USA Today, to be on national television, to do all these things. And I think it may be a little bit of both, to tell you the truth. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the work you're doing with uh, For Colored Boys? Yeah, I will. I will. The, uh, the Colored Boys Project is basically um, an anthology of a lot of different essays from not just, you know, black gay men, but basically gay men of color. Uh, from what I know, there's black voices, there are Latino voices, there are Asian voices. They talk about faith. They talk about family. They talk about coming out. There are so many different voices in there, and I'm just so proud and thrilled to be a part of that is kind of my literary debut and the fact that this is something that was spearheaded put together and edited by keith boykin who is who's a personal hero of mine you know i can't express the words it just feels absolutely amazing and exciting can't wait to read it where can someone go for more information about you and also to find out information about this they can visit me at robsmithonline.com 
So you'll have uh, all that information there. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Rob Smith Online. You know, they're doing pre-orders for Color Boys on Amazon.com. So if you go to Amazon.com, search for Color Boys Keith Boykin, you'll find that right there. Uh, there's also a link to the Amazon link uh, on my website. Rob, thank you so much for coming on the show. The Bo Show.